0: Okay, I'm going to put an order in for food. Uh, do you want uh, the catfish or the soft-shell
1: crab? Ooh, I will have the catfish. Night, that sounds great. Okay, okay. I'm going to get the soft-shell crab. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. It's Alexander the from the future. Don't get the soft-shell no. crab tonight. Get you the calamari. Here? Oh, okay. Um, All right. And get it with the chili this sauce. It has to be the chili sauce tonight. Do you
0: understand? Okay, yes. Thank you, Alex, from the future. Um. Bye, I guess? I don't know where you're gonna...
1: Ah, okay, wait, okay, I'm back from the future. Oh God, why am I here wait, again? Wait, is another one? Yeah, The calamari is important, but also when you go home, take the 78 bus. Don't take the 135. It's very important that you get wait, uh, on the wait, 78 no, I'm, bus. I'm also uh, from the future my, again. How many messages I do, do this you again? have for me?
0: Uh, I hate this. Okay, uh, yep, so don't take the 78. Is that what you said? Oh, no. You're going to be manu- are not going to get a not Johnson
1: out of office. But, but whatever you do, do not order the crab.
0: Anything else? No? Okay. I heard them all. But I really
1: want that crab. I mean, don't let me stop you.
0: It's a storm of butt's This week on Stormbuds, Jerome and Alexander stop Alexander from summoning Alexander within the realm of Alexander on top of Alexander, surrounded by a bunch of different Alexanders, while other Alexanders shoot lasers at Alexander. That's a whole mess, but that's all we did. That's all we had time for. Uh, hey everyone, we're Stormbuds. I'm your Warrior of Light, uh, Jerome Barbatsis, and I'm joined by my co Warrior of Light, Alex Hambrock good
1: evening and welcome to our october recording oh gosh i will be doing the entire episode in a spooky voice okay well i'm gonna hold you to that so
0: when uh so this this wait i didn't count on you calling my bluff okay well here we go the uh this is Stormbuds. this is a final fantasy 14 uh recap slash cap (laughs) Cap podcast um and we are going through Heaven's Word right now. This episode, we are talking about the Epic of Alexander. Uh, on our previous epi- previous episode, we finished off the Dragonsong War, so 3.3, and we also did the Warring Triad. Um, you won't need too much context from that episode to follow along with this one, I don't think, apart from, because we're kind of pulling from a thread that started in 3.0 at the end of Heaven's Word. Um, so if you remember at the end of Heaven's Word, right after we killed our Pope, uh, there was a metal colossus that was summoned in the Thaliac. Was it the Thaliac River? Or something, Thaliac's It's a lake, It's a lake, yeah, the Thaliac River's, no, I think it's called the Thaliac River, um, in the Dravanian hinterlands, and, uh, we had just kind of put that aside for now, um, and, uh, for for then and now we're gonna we're gonna cover that that is the raid that is called the epic of alexander a name i have kept coyly hidden yes from would, alexander you refused to
1: tell me what this was until we were doing it which is yes. <laughs> like what are we taking where are we going i thought that would be a nice surprise for you <laughs> it was a pretty good reveal <laughs> um well, uh, also pretty good everything else around this entire set of quests and raids uh i mean like we're gonna get into it but this is sort of maybe one of like from a writing perspective I think maybe one of my favorite things this game has done just feels like it's on another level in terms of sort of like a bunch of cohesive thematic stuff that actually gets played out, explored and resolved mm. in a way that I am very into. Right.
0: So we were originally planning to do this plus the void arc but we started our play session at around 6.30 and ended Alexander at around 11.30 and we were like that's enough <laughs> for an episode where we are not gonna, we can't so they're just going to have to wait for Void Arc. We're going to tack it on to something else. I don't know. We'll tack it on to... We'll fit it in. We'll fit it into 3.4, 3.5 maybe. I don't think those should take too long. Um, the Void Arc is just the three... It's the new. It's the Alliance raid. Um, okay. So that's like the Crystal Tower thing, right? That didn't take too long. Um, okay. So w- uh, before we get started talking about Alexander, Alexander, um, why don't
1: we talk about some of our side quests? Yeah, well, and in fact, I think I think we need an island update because you know beep, beep beep you know Isle of Al still missing. You know what's back? <laughs> what Isle of Monkeys? Oh, okay. So you you
0: <laughs> okay? Wow, that was that that went three different directions, <laughs> but we got there. You might say that the Monkey Island has returned. It has returned. Well, we're the ones returning to Monkey Island. So you played this.
1: So I've started playing. Started it. I'm playing a couple this. hours in. Okay,
0: I've also played this.
1: I have completed it. You've completed great. it, and yes. you, you seem very uh, positive on it, which is yes. why I picked it up.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. You've not played the previous ones, right?
1: I have not. So okay. we talked about this a little bit. I'm a little bit younger than you. I missed Monkey Island when they first came out. Don't have to I was hands. familiar with Ron Gilbert's later kid-focused games, like the, the Freddy Fish Pajama Sam type games. Mm. Those are the adventure games yeah, of my a, childhood. Yeah. Okay. And, and so it was interesting coming back to this and seeing a lot of sort of that same, that same specific kind of irreverent tone in mm-hmm. a modern game in a way that was interesting
0: (laughs) yes the it's a good entry into the series it's just they just they just do a great job with it Um, there's no just yeah if you if you know you enjoy this uh, franchise pick this one up if you like point-and-click adventure games pick this up and then also pick up the other ones but pick this one up first because it's a little bit more fresh on the user interface this one
1: controls like a human should play it
0: yeah yeah (laughs) you don't have to like go through a million menus and try different things but like whatever uh, the other ones are still excellent as well. Uh, any other side quests on your side?
1: Um, No, that's, that's kind of been it. Just focused on this and uh, okay. Monkey Island.
0: Yeah, for me, Monkey Island, I've also dabbled in Apex Legends recently. I started playing as, uh, which is, a, of course, if you don't know, a battle royale first-person shooter game that's kind of everywhere. I started playing, I like, I started playing like, um, seer and loba which are like once like a scout agent he kind of just sees the map and shit around you and loba is an item gremlin she just sucks in she just she op- opens you could just like loot from a, a wide area without having to run around with loba she's cool but yeah um i think i've gotten to like level c- count level 10 or 11 and then i haven't really picked it back up um and I don't know if I'm going to like, I don't know if I have the space for another project type game. I was going to say, like,
1: is the grind setting in? Do you feel that's yourself? Like, oh, I'd have
0: to like get really good at this. And there are just are other games I would rather get good at or other things I would rather do get good at in outside of gaming. So I'm just like, well, I like, I, 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 I like it enough. I like playing it enough and I like playing it. I'd, I'd be fine playing it with people. If there were other people like there, there was like one other person I'm kind of playing with and I'm not sure if that's going to happen again, but like,
1: you're hit you hit that wall i often find i hit in fighting games where i'm like i can see what it would take to get really mm-hmm. good at this i don't think i want to do what it takes yeah. to get really well, good at yeah this.
0: the the thing the thing that helps is just having that person that part and like making it less about getting good at the fighting game and making it more about spending time with that person because then like the the getting good comes with that once you do like because once you get those kind of gears turning and then when you're not when you're even like not playing after you play a long time you're like Kind of problem solving
1: your brain goes back and fixes the things you can't fix in real time i am now wondering if the reason why i can't get into competitive games is because i'm profoundly antisocial um it could be because it's just like i might need to examine that yeah there
0: is there is a social element to comp- competing like there, are other people are involved i don't like other people well, they don't compete it's working out pretty well so far <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um great that I think does it for me as well. Otherwise, uh, apart from playing from this, I've been pretty sick. I've had a big bout of bronchitis, so I just don't have the me- didn't have the mental energy for a lot of gaming. You sounded rough. I was I was real bad. I'm um, really grateful that I'm not sick anymore. Yeah, I was like I was pretty sick when we were doing Alexander. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed that you put up with six hours of the game. I just coughed. Direct sorry, I'll edit it out if I don't, I don't think I can edit it out because Alex was talking, which is not his fault. I can say what I said again? No, I don't remember. So <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter. Um I'll just make it quieter. Um but yeah, um kind of powering through it and I'm going to do my best to not cough too much. But, you know, we got our tea going. We got everything that. And with that, we I want to jump into I want to talk about Alexander.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot to dig into here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to there is so much here actually that I'm probably going to try and skip pretty quickly over a lot of the early plot points. Sure. I mean, I, I think to kick it all off, it's a quest that we get in Idleshir called Disarmed. We get it from Slowfix. Who basically tells us that the giant iron titan has been stirring. He's getting, um, and Slowfix is getting concerned. Mm. So basically, Ishtola's is here, Matoya is here, Sid, Biggs, and Wedge all end up here pretty quick. We're all going to figure out what to do about this titan, what's going on with it, why is it stirring, why is it sucking in all the ether in the area and kind of rendering the land barren and possibly putting the goblin, you know, settlement in Idleshear at risk. And so. Um, ishtola and matoya are going to go off and figure out how to separate it from its connection to the ether so it can stop sucking stuff up while our job is to figure out basically how do we attack it and figure out what's going on inside this thing
0: does that lead us into uh the first no it doesn't because no actually there's
1: a lot lot more here yeah i'm reading my notes i'm trying to figure out what i can skim Yada 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 (laughs) yada, illuminati yada 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 okay well the theory is that the illuminati have summoned a primal kind of into the charlian defense titan and I think it's what they say. Do you want to explain who the Illuminati are in this game? Yes, sorry. The Illuminati <laughs> in this game are a faction of goblins who we have tussled with once before when I think it was Slowfix stole their cheesecake recipe? Yes. Right, and they were... Cute little kind of like antagonistic guys who it was kind of funny like, oh, ha, ha. They call themselves the Illuminati, but they're cute goblins who can't do very much. Mm. They get much more sinister and credible <laughs> as a threat in this set of quests. They certainly do. Okay. We think that the Illuminati are using this titan for their own ends. And we also get a bit more history here. It turns out three years ago, the ground first kind of started stirring. And there was another goblin named Round Rocks who was there at the time. And she tells us about the barriers that came up around it to kind of contain this Colossus. And then it's kind of been quiet since then until these more recent rumblings that triggered off that kicked off this whole thing. So we're like, okay, well, it woke up. It was dormant. The Illuminati appear to be waking it up again. Let's go investigate this thing further. And so we go off and this blue haired lady looks at us thoughtfully and and seen. Uh, down by the Colossus, we got a few, okay bunch of stuff going on here. Yada yada yada. Transmissions. The thing has grabbed the side of the lake. It has a door in its hand. We need to get into the door. The Illuminati have locked it from the inside. We are able to use some artifact that Round Rocks has to pick up on the transmissions the Illuminati are sending out. It appears to be some kind of code. We decode. Um, we decode. No, it appears to be some kind of internal schedule mm. that we don't know what it means. That's when our blue-haired lady shows up, and she introduces herself. Her name is Mide, I believe. I guess. Yeah, her name is Mide, and she wants to get inside, and she helps us break the code and figure out what this transmission actually is, which is directions for opening the door.
0: Mide is a very... She's an aura lady with blue hair, and she has a scar on her eye that she touches constantly. Like, girl, that's never going to heal if you keep poking at it. And
1: if I'm going quickly, it is because there is so much that happens here. (laughs) Anyway, so point being that this kicks us off into our first raid in which we run inside this giant mechanical... Like, it's hard to describe yeah, the scale of this. Yeah, we
0: do We do decipher deci- this thing. We decipher this thing. There's a... Like, it's just some sort of basically safe. There's a hand on the um, ground that we enter through to get into it. And then, like, that's kind of the cute... And then you enter the duty there. And the scale of this is really weird, but, like, it kind of... You know, it's a
1: little... This this whole plot line is really kind of weird, so... You have to kind of assume either for gameplay reasons or for just actual narrative reasons that this yeah. thing's a bit bigger on the inside. It's a bit TARDIS-y. Yeah. It, it's big on it's the outside. Very... It's really big on the inside. <laughs> it's like if the TARDIS were
0: just, I don't know, a, th- a five-story building instead of a phone booth.
1: <laughs> Imagine how big it would be on the inside. And, like... It's big the first time we run
0: into it. We're going to get to story. some It's probably like it's probably huge, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You're good. Uh, but yeah, it's probably it's probably 50 like story? 20 or yeah, it's definitely it's is it as big as my apartment building? My apartment is a very big building. So 50 stories is close to my it, apartment. It size? it's probably the
1: It ep- could be. Standing up probably. Actually, yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. (laughs) And yet it's still somehow bigger on the inside. It is bigger than that on the inside. Okay, let's go on. It it seems big in this first raid. We're going to get some reveals about how much bigger it is. Oh, yeah. Very big. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyway, um, we run through the raid, we fight some stuff inside. And the, the conclu- like, nothing much to say about this first rate other than that at the end of it, um, Mide is with us. She looks at a treasure chest. It's not what she's looking for. Round Rocks, the goblin, has also here for for treasure. And the two of them have this cute little bonding moment where they're like, oh, these machines are shiny and cute. And we both like trinkets and technology and stuff. And then we are confronted by the Illuminati. The Illuminati actually march out. They are read by Quick Thinks All Thoughts. Fabulous. We have met him, I think, briefly before. Yes. He has a weird tall hat. Mm. There's a black cat riding on top of the hat. Cute. It's very cute. He tells us that they are they are they have already taken the Enigma Codex, mm. and so they now they can undertake the Alexander Initiative. And I'm like, what is that? What? What? What is the Alexander Initiative? Excuse me. Very confused. I had no say in this. <laughs> okay, whatever. We open fire on them. All the explosives blow up. We are like, okay, back off for now. We need to get out of here. Regroup we jump in a big hole in the floor and we're out right we were very confident that big hole in the floor would yeah lead just to the brief,
0: briefly touching on the fight it's like a big tank and spike there's like some alarm stuff some poison mechanics but then like once it's low it uh, an alarm sounds and then like a second one comes out <laughs> that's this that's kind of a copy of it and you have to kill them both at the same time fun kind of fun me eh, not really that fun um
1: steel and seam i think is the next one right yes yeah And so we're like, we may have just started a war. We should figure out what's going on here. So we fight our way back in in another raid. This whole thing is a sequence of raids similar to the Coils of Bahamut. Oh, yeah. That's a good reference. And so whatever, we fight our way in. We beat up some walking tanks. Rounds Rocks is very um, duly appreciative of us. Sid joins us because he wants to see what actually is going on in here. And Mide tells us what the Enigma Codex actually is which is a book of ideas written hundreds of years ago by one of the greatest technologists of all time. It contains lots of information on everything from how to build automata to how to nurture cheese, which I think is where the cheesecake recipe came in from the last set of Goblin Quests. And more importantly, and very specifically, also plans for a walking citadel, a beacon for all the world in which a colony of like scholars would live to sort of traverse the world and gather knowledge and be worldly and scholastic and stuff. It was like it was a beautiful dream for the sort of like intellectual community. It How sounds fun. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely great idea. And so this beacon, this walking citadel, was to be called Alexander. What's the?
0: Uh, I don't know what the etymology of the name Alexander is. You probably know. I mean, like
1: I think it just most directly traces back, I think, to Alexander the Great. Yeah, who, but like, what does it mean? Oh, it names mean things. It, then it means leader of men. I suspect there's a different reference going on here. Um, that sounds pretty that sounds
0: pretty apropos
1: apt appropriate you know considering where the story goes quite possibly
0: i i mean it's if it's meant to be well yeah but it's, it's like it's like
1: f- f- it's an inspirational walking city yeah, basically
0: exactly. it's kind of the alexander kind of a leader of men kind of deal
1: yes so it's like well what did the illuminati want with this book and their plan is to to make a world controlled by a few chosen scholars They've taken this thing and they've made it into an object of faith, which we think is how they get the primal in it. Yeah. And Sid has a good observation here, which is that it makes sense that the people who have spent decades carrying their homes on their backs might want a home that could carry them on its back, like the little inversion did, of the goblins So there. did
0: we explicitly say that Alexander is a primal? I don't know if we have. I just want to make very clear that this that, that machine that came up is a primal. I think we maybe said it at the episode of, of 3.0 because it, it, they said it but i don't know if we've said it so let's just make sure that so this is like a primal that is housed within a building that was like sunken and then they it like because of the their their prayer their belief in this idea of the walking citadel the it has Illuminati come to life. have yeah has come to life
1: yes okay and, and my understanding is that the actual like machinery stuff is things that people actually built the primal is kind of like the animating force that that drives the whole thing
0: no it the whole thing is oh the whole thing is the The whole that's why it is okay sucking up so much ether from the world because the whole thing they just like have willed this thing I don't know if we know exactly where they got the energy initially. Oh, from the Codex, probably. Probably from the Codex. That that, that seems like that kind of thing. I don't know if it's... Oh, no, we do. We learn learn it later. Okay, (laughs) I
1: remember now. Right, yeah, no, this gets complicated, right? It gets complicated real quick. All right, continue, sorry. Anyway, point being, um, this this thing was meant to be a utopia. The the Illuminati want to turn it into their utopia. Round Rocks is, is like, hey, a utopia for me would just be a place with lots of cool junk I could sift through. Midday is like what? What would your ideal be world be? And she's like, you know, dot dot dot, wherever he is, and then that's the end of the quest. <gasps> Who? Craig? Definitely Craig. Def- yes. I hope it's Craig. Tinker, Seeker, Soldier, Spy. Oh, what a name! Good, good quest names. Good, good quest, quest names. Good quest names. Good quest. Everything. Good. Okay. Sid has been thinking about this communication that we intercepted, which the thing that's bugging him also bugging me. If they control it from the inside, can't they breach the barrier? Why are they dependent on this one hatch and why send a coded message to unlock it? I also wondered about,
0: you did. You wondered that out loud. You're like, why are they, why are they just telling us how to do this?
1: So we're like, okay, they must have some spies who are leaving and entering the, the the transmission must be the spies. Like, you know, know how to get back in the spies are probably stationed in Idleshire. The Illuminati probably have been monitoring our movements um, so, okay, how do we figure out who the spy is? Well, we just need to watch the entrance because they'll probably be pretty desperate to get back in now that we've breached everything and see who shows up. And we, it looks like, it looks like Brayflox went inside. What? What? Bitch. I okay. Tanker is harlot. This does not get resolved. They say here. I think it kind of does
0: not I feel like it's just like, I don't know, a disguise or something, or maybe perhaps it was a Brayflox. A theory, maybe we'll get to it, but I i don't know if it does get resolved either.
1: I, I just assume at this point that we're just meant to take it that it was an imposter pretending to be Brave Flox, which is a thing that they suggest at one point. Because otherwise, like, they never this never comes up again.
0: Why did Brave Flox enter Alexander? Oh. Just, oh, they just said it was an imposter.
1: Yeah, it has to be because this goblin gets shot dead in like in like five minutes.
0: Oh, okay i forgot about that oh yeah yeah no we
1: fight our way right. <laughs> we're in heaven's word of course something gets shot dead within five minutes <laughs> we, we, we we so we go inside again getting through this old marble colony thing with the warp core in the middle and oh it's where we fight the lubricant man this is where we fight this is where, where we fight man. pepsi man
0: yes he's a it's a it's a it's a it's a man made out of bubbling lube that turns into a hand um this, this i believe is also a reference um of, of course like alexander to, to pepsi man of course to pepsi man but also to what was it? living liquid Living liquid but what was like uh the living liquid what was the i feel i'm certain that, that that living liquid is a boss battle of a f- previous entry i could have done my research beforehand but i chose not to uh liquid flame classic final fantasy 5 boss um they're but bo- okay well thanks for not showing an image they're right here and then this this guy turns into a hand as well um yeah like this and a tornado oh yeah i see the images yeah yeah yeah. so cool cool little cool. callback but
1: instead of flame it's lubricant Li- it's living lubricant liquid mercury or something
0: it's a uh, wd-40
1: <laughs> i don't know what wd-40 you're using i would check that i would check the expiration date on that canister it's alive <laughs> anyway fight our way in the Illuminati show up yet again and once they get the info they need from the fake Brayflox they shoot him dead and um, and then Quick Thinks talks about his motivation that the world is chaos it is broken it is too many parts but with the missing piece that they're looking for they can bring harmony to the world and make it perfect
0: this world is imperfect
1: Sid asks, well, how many are going to die for your utopia? And QuickThink says, I mean, hey, look, if you're inside with us, you're going to be fine. Everyone outside, expendable in the pursuit of our utopia. If you're wise, you're happy under Illuminati rule. If you're not, too bad.
0: It was me, Lysanderoth. My machinations lie in wait for decades to come. (laughs) sorry I just had to just had to do my little prosy D bit there go on <laughs> oh right <laughs> this world is I was Im- like why do I, <laughs> why do I know that name is imperfect
1: why do I know Lysander <laughs> and this is where I start well mm, this is not where I start perking up necessarily this is where going back through my notes I flagged something here which is that this is where Mide says look hey Sid like the rest of the ideas in the codex Alexander is wonderful in and of itself it is a perfect set of ideals And in the rush to realize them, even the best of us can be led astray. Sid is somewhat skeptical of this. I am also skeptical of this. I think,
0: yeah, Sid's got the right of this one.
1: This is where my expectations start getting set a bit wrong. Mm. Because while the game's dramatic plotting has gotten better and its character work has gotten way, way better, it's still been a little bit clumsy with big thematic swings like this. I think Mita is wrong here and that the ideals of this thing were misguided from the beginning. But I have seen the game do the same move uh, quite a few times at this point, in which someone raises some point about the implications of some aspect of the world building, and it's been kind of nominally addressed in a few lines of dialogue, and we move on, maybe we come back to it in an expansion or two later, it, whatever. My expectation at this point is that this exchange with Sid is kind of the most we were going to dig into what this thing actually represents and what it is. Mm. And that the bulk of the plot was going to be, hey, what a lovely idea. Shame the goblins got a hold of it and want to misuse it. Looking back over this now, it is also establishing very directly that one of the big ideas at play here is the specific idea of boundary, that the Illuminati want to draw a pretty hard and sharp line between inside the giant, where they will live and where it will be utopia, and outside the giant, where the rest of the world exists to be acted on by them. Um, Of course, the original vision for the Codex and for this marvelous scholastic community was much more benign, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? It's actually going to be about this. This whole set of quests is going to end up being about this in a way I am not used to from this game. That's true. You think
0: about um, just, I mean, the whole idea of primals in general is just kind of like, this is a bad, this is like, it's its very black and white about how bad it is, what the Asians are doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's very much like there's a right way, there's a wrong way. The And this kind of explores the idea of belief in a way that has not been done. Yet and like how belief in well, prayer isn't necessarily isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. Like the rest of Final Fantasy fourteen kind of has at this point sort of touted that like this belief and this 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 the way that belief works in this world is actively dangerous, and that the way that faith works in this world is actively dangerous and harmful. Um, thinking about just of the 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 Ishgardian Church, even though we don't really know what they believe. They believe something, and then that was actively dangerous and harmful. And then the the, the, bee, the beast tribes have believed so, in something. Right. It meant physical, and it has been actively harmful. And this quest kind of challenges that whole notion in a, in a way that is really good.
1: And, and escalates it a bit also, right? True. Because, like... It has been playing around with the idea of the danger of belief. It has been the thing that I've been hammering so often is, okay, but what do these people actually believe in? What is it that they believe? And Mm -hmm. these quests are about what these people believe, what the goblins believe, Mm -hmm. what Mide and her companions believed, what was the actual substance to their ideals and their pursuits, and what does that mean for the world? Yes,
0: And we are uh, not even a third of the way done. No, we're not. So, uh, but this is kind of the 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 groundwork we need to lay as we get into the more
1: confusing aspects of this plot line yeah i hope you're ready for some primer shit um Woo. okay so the pulsing heart is next the pulsing heart is next we go back inside there's a giant ornate mech spider it's a cool fight I get sent down some tubes. Oh, yeah.
0: You got sent to quarantine on A4. That was awesome. It was great. I, I was like, like, God, I hope Alex gets sent to quarantine because it's freaking wild the first time. You're like, what the you fuck? You didn't warn me. It's got to, <laughs> of course I didn't warn it's you. It's got zoomed down a tube. <laughs> you got zoomed in a tube and you had to kill something in a different room with somebody else. Okay. Before you got zoomed
1: back. Point being, we beat the spider. We get deeper in the thing. We find the first of several giant red spherical power cores, which Mide knows how to deactivate. So she's like, how did she know this? We'll learn later. She climbs up on top of it. She presses a bunch of buttons. The core falls down, falls apart, etc.
0: All right. Well, and then thoughts shows up because he's yes. like, Psh, whatever.
1: He uh, he's like he underestimated us. Maybe we are worthy of study. Mm. He gets a um. He gets a transmission. Something about like you know the thing they've been looking for is within sight. He's like, oh, actually, never mind. Screw you guys. He flies off. He wants to go get his missing piece.
0: Yeah,
1: and where is his missing piece? Um, apparently, back in the junk at Idleshire, because yeah. his honor guard went back there and basically robbed everyone, including Round Rocks, who mm. is very upset.
0: Oh yeah, she's very attached to her possessions.
1: The quest Enigma involves us getting back to camp. They took all of Round Rocks beloved junk. She's pretty upset. She's probably a Virgo. Almost certainly. <laughs> Have we done that yet? Have we assigned every character in Final Fantasy? <laughs> they're, they're, they're we can w- do that some other time. <laughs> we could do it. Main sign. A, the rising an sign. An MSQ in ho- horoscope. <laughs> what a pin in that. But, you know, Sid returns with an unconscious thief and several boxes of her stuff. It turns out it's not that hard to intercept a goblin. Mm. <laughs> so they got some of it back. Um, they're looking for some trinket and they can't find it in the junk anywhere. And Round Rocks is like, what if what they want is that special crystal that I gave you that we used to intercept the transmission? Um, Miday is like, wait a second, special crystal. I've been looking for a special crystal. We open our little decoding device. We pull out the rock. And it begins to display a hologram. It turns out that it is also a fragment of the codex, which I called a book earlier, but now is increasingly clear it's not actually a book.
0: No. It's um, it's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a codex. It's a Rosetta Stone. It's a Rosetta Stone. Yeah.
1: So the, so the Illuminati are definitely going to come back for this rock. It is one of the missing pieces to their entire plan to get this codex and take full control of this giant robot man. So... Um, as Mide and Round Rocks continue to bond over their love of gadgety things, uh, Mide also talks about the, the man she was in love with, mm. how much he loved inventing and building things, how much she loved him for his love of inventing and building things, and about how like she was part of this group that, you know, a, a long time ago, they wanted to put the broken world back together with logic, reason, and technology. They this saw the world, world and they perfect. wanted to <laughs> fix it. Yes, Thank you, Lysandra. <laughs> Sorry they were a bunch of idealists who wanted to fix the world with logic and technology that was not necessarily her exact dream but she felt good about aiding in his dream and now even her distant memories feel like dreams where dream comes up a lot in this dialogue and then there's like a jump here that I assume is just the quest stuff would normally have gotten like you know spaced out over yes a couple of releases or a couple yeah, of levels com- or whatever probably
0: about a year uh, a year yeah, probably a year would, yeah between the tiers Okay. So we did like three years. Well, not three years worth of quests, but like,
1: yeah, we kind of jumped because it would have been 0.05, 0.2, and 0.4. That's kind of crazy, then that, that they had this all t- plotted out this tightly from the start. Mm-hmm.
0: They probably had it plotted out. They probably had it worked out when they were in a realm are born,
1: Because this thing, knowing h- how they work now. This thing hangs together incredibly tightly. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of time to work on it, I guess. Okay, we come back to a quest called Rearmed. Round Rocks has decided she wants to give this special glowstone that is her precious object to Mide, so she gives it to me to bring to her. We go find Mide. She is touched by the gift. She said it's no use she said it's no use to her though, because I'm dropping so much information so quickly on all this stuff, yeah. I feel like there's just, there's so many things going on here, which is that the Codex, this magical artifact with all this info to control the giant Titan, can only be activated and used by those who share its fundamental principles, by those who are like bought in with and share its kind of ideology. Right. so
0: Round Rocks is basically just this like pure of heart being uh, that Mide no longer is.
1: Yes, Round Rocks is pure of curiosity. She yeah. looks at the world and she just sees questions to be answered and things to be tinkered with. Mm-hmm.
0: So we, we take the rock away from her because it's basically, I mean, media kind of takes it away because it's basically useless outside of her possession. If if she, if round rocks doesn't have it. It's exactly. Kind of a safety measure.
1: And so we, well, we want to both keep the rock away from the Illuminati. We also want to keep round rocks away from the Illuminati, or maybe we don't know that we need to do that yet. Right. Uh anyway, point being, Wedge calls us, Alexander's waking back up again. Hmm. Um, the Illuminati have collected a lot of explosives, so we need to make a surprise attack. Okay. What are they going to plan to do about that? Well, um, the Electrojammer 3 is Wedge's new invention. <laughs> Here we go. Wedge. Did we meet the Electrojammers 1 or 2? I don't remember. Okay. Probably. Probably what 1 for Garuda, 2 for some other primal maybe. Who knows? So we need to get inside Alexander, who is sucking up a lot of ether. We need to disrupt the Illuminati mm-hmm. communications it's based the thing wedge has is basically the pinch from oceans 11 it's an emp grenade it's gonna go off and disrupt all communications which will give us the element of surprise great but activating it actually seems to trigger alexander good the job titan begins to rise from this, the lake reaching for the sky and slams his other hand down on the shore damn it that's how we get our second entrance damn it wedge and at this point, uh, while we were doing some other stuff, you we were like, "You should finish the Ether currents in this zone yeah. because that we had to, we do have to fly across yeah, the lake to reach were, this you, other you door." You weren't
0: able to fly, so we did that while we were waiting in queue, and then we, you were able to fly. That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> okay, so now we do Alexander Five. So, to so, 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 let me recap the previous two. Geog- The second fight was an ad fight and it sucked ass the third fight was the pepsi man fight turned into a bunch of things that were cool fourth fight spider quarantine Gordius as a tier is the first one so like we're not we're talking about the second tier of raids the first one just like content wise kind of shitty it was kind of bad it was also like way over tuned like no it it took forever for people to kill those stupid things this tier they kind of because it's the first time they came out with like savage tier versus normal tier whereas bahamut you didn't have to do that. So when it now that we're talking I want to talk about this when we come to A5 because A5 they kind of figured out the level of uh the second tier. They've kind of figured out the level of difficulty they wanted Savage to be and this was really well received. Um, cuz we're we're now in Midas, which also they talk about I think in this quest, right? No, they 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 mention afterwards. Yeah, Midas comes up after. Yeah, but we know we know that it's called Midas or whatever. So we enter cuz it's like the, all the names of the fights are called like the burden of the sun. The, the first ones were the, the 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 arm cuff eyes and or something of the father, right? Everything was about the father, and this is Greek myth of Gordius and Midas and whatever. There's all this religious iconography in the title um, as well. So the first fight is the 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 hand of the sun, the wrist of the sun. The cu- I can't remember something like that. We're, we're fighting our way up the arm. Finding uh, fighting your way up the arm and. Um, the this fight is such a I just a A five is really cool, but uh, it's very gimmicky. You know I don't know. This is the shape shifting goblin fight. This right? is the shape shifting goblin fight you have to like stand in the middle and then turn into a gr- I just was like screw it, I'm going in as healer because I know the healer has to do this thing and I don't trust any other healer to do this thing. You turn into a go- you have to turn into short long story short, turn into a gorilla and punch bombs away from the group as they drop down, otherwise they will explode and kill everyone. <laughs> Which, <laughs> And you have to like have the, the, the dexterity to do that and position yourself in a way. And you also have to know how f- how big those bombs explode, and they do.
1: And no one like knows this fight anymore because it's six years old. <laughs> I, I will say, I think your cynicism... Not to throw anyone under the bus. No. I think your cynicism around the rest of the people running these fights with us at various times is a bit warranted given what we ran into later. <laughs> I think it is... <laughs> it was uh, how do you get to this level and not have a basic understanding (laughs) your assumption that you would be required to understand and do things correctly in the fight let's say foresight (laughs) experience (laughs) yes
0: so um at at a certain point like these fights aren't exactly easy they're not but they're not they're complicated they're complicated but they're not I don't know the the number checks aren't hard you do have to kind of think on your feet a little bit but like the timing isn't super tight it's just you have to know what to do yeah um moving forward with the story I, I know I, I we were, we have so much to get through but I wanted to talk about the gameplay about the video game a little bit um <laughs> it's a good call the um after we beat this uh goblin um frick whose name I don't remember whatever I didn't listen this took four hours, and I was delirious and bronch- with bronchitis. I didn't take that many notes. <laughs> um, we so we we kill this guy basically, and um, we we head back out. We learn more about this sort of section of Alexander. Correct?
1: Well, yeah, we get a couple things. Mm-hmm. We get. Um, Backfix I think saying that um that Mide met with the enemy while we were in there and right. like handed over the codex fragment?
0: Backfix just to be clear at this point just so we can get all of the goblin names There's straight. There's so many goblins. But Backfix is um he's he's a kind of an engineering or like a maybe more like a a documenting kind of goblin. He's really obsessed. Like goblins are very obsessed with something, right? Um, that's kind of their 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 beast tribe quirk. So Backfix's thing is documentation and journaling. Um and he's been kind of chronicling our adventure as we've been going. As opposed to Round Rocks, who's collecting a bunch of random treasure shit, as opposed to Brayflox, who is an adventurer, as opposed to Slowfix who's like obsessed with I guess leadership
1: and bureaucracy. I don't know what his deal is. It, it is weirdly enough actually easier to follow all these names when they're you're reading text on the screen than it is to follow them when they're said out loud. That's true. That's true um anyway so backfix yes continue on uh, uh, so at this point backfix is like hey i saw Miday, she just met with the enemy and gave them the rock and then quick marches up and says hey what? we just met with Mide and she just gave us the rock <laughs> the <laughs> suckers a duplicitous harlot and then wedge is like you know i would have thought she was a traitor until quick showed up and told us she was a traitor now i'm skeptical because you trust that guy <laughs> 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 that's a good point And Backrex is also like, hey, you know, three years ago when this thing first started stirring, there was a whole, the people there apparently were also a bunch of blue haired Aura. So like, was Mide part of that party? And has she been more involved in this whole thing than she's been letting on the whole time? And what is the actual story here? And boy, we should rush off and confront her about all of this. Because I think there's some things we do not know. Mm -hmm. So we do that. And it goes perfectly. And we learn everything (laughs) right away. The folly of youth. Yes. The Folly of Youth is our next quest. Actually, no, we, we don't even. Round Rocks rushes off to confront her, and Biggs is think. like, don't worry about it now. Let's just go back inside the That's Titan. That <laughs> could possibly be a problem.
0: Thanks, Biggs. So this, this is a themed it's robot like my, fight. It's like my fucking cat, and he throws up on the carpet. He's like, don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> Play <you>? with me. <laughs> Biggs is a precious angel. He is. Do you want to talk us through the themed robot fights that we fight through here? Yes, so the
0: next fight is uh, we're we're jumping right into six why did what's our go why what's our context for going into big just told us to okay oh that's right yeah he's like go and kill more robots all right cool um so we do there's like a series of four platforms on on each one there's a humanoid looking robot color-coded robot um so there's like four mini bosses in one the first one is a blue robot that summons clones of itself that dash out and also leaves landmines on the ground everyone stepped in the fucking (laughs) landmines (laughs) I <laughs> had to cleanse everyone's paralysis. It's the worst. <laughs> um, the next one is a different named robot that starts ends with er, It's a verber. I don't know. Um, this one's Come the order. one with the drills, right? I think this is yeah. This is the one with the drills. Driller. Who cares? Um, does one of three different attacks. Um, the other tank in the group did not know that the if if two if the two of its arms light up, you're supposed to stack with the group. He just tried to solo take the whole thing and died instantly. That that thing died pretty. Actually, everything died kind of slow. People don't know how to do damage if they're all sprout. It's, anyway, uh, it's fine. The uh, it's not fine. It's fine. This this one was fine. We've made it through. Um,
1: <laughs> it got not fine later. It got
0: not fine later. The so, so the next level was the um, was the gravity gravity one. They like did, his platform rose and like shrunk, and you depending on your debuff, you were either supposed to stand on the high ground or the low ground. And if you stood incorrectly, you would just take extra damage. And then there was some other, like, stack markers, shenanigans, whatever. That thing died over. Then the last tier robot was um, the, the element guy. He summons a water tornado, and you have to freeze it with an ice area of effect that targets random people. And then he knocks people back into pits of fire and stuff. And it's cool. And he does a big AOE thing. He does a big kind of curtain call mechanic. I always call it curtain call when someone like it's just like i think it's like ultra flash or something whatever if it if you're not line of sight between the big ice pillar and him you die instantly oh got it okay yeah, yeah that
1: guy tpk and that's it and that's the fight it's cool though right it's cool it's, it's yeah cool especially because they come back later like first time through i was like <laughs> <Spoilers>. <laughs> first time through i was like hey awesome themed robots and then the theme robots come back later and i'm like hey themed robots again themed robots i feast themed robots um continue on with the story recap okay we get out and uh mida is looking for round rocks so Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of just missing each other we confront her with what's going on here and she's like what no i didn't give them the real special rock i gave them a fake regular rock i have the real special rock with me still and we brought it to them and alexander good idea great idea Mm -hmm. so she's like but it's not entirely wrong i am the one who taught the illuminati goblins to summon this primal in order to use them to my own end much as i have been using you and it was like wait what why (laughs) it it was the goal of her tribe to realize the dream of her ancestors the dream of the codex to to bring alexander to life and to do this wonderful thing that's true so the do they are a tribal
0: uh race and we learn more about them in stormblood I'm looking forward to it, yes, especially because I'm excellent. playing one. Uh, yes. Thus far, I have
1: been a man disconnected from my heritage. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I know nothing very Very few, Very few are uh, up, to, up until this point. So we get a flashback here. This is the first time we see the full codex. It is a giant textureless black cone, which looks unlike anything else <laughs> in the game thus far. <laughs> that's it. It's like an upside down black cone. Cone. It looks like it's coated in Vanta Black.
0: Like it doesn't reflect anything. It's, it's like just, it's just like a Unity asset out of the box. <laughs> it's just in the game. It doesn't look like anything.
1: We we see her and her, her companions. Cone. <laughs> we see her and
0: her companions. All hail the cone. They have their hands forward at an angle,
1: hands down. Cone. <laughs> They try and use the cone to summon the primal, and instead, they all get sucked inside, and then like, she throws up the barrier to preserve Alexander, and the codex breaks into a million pieces. The cone has betrayed us! (laughs) And then then she's like, and I realized over the last three years, that the journey we took was as precious as the paradise we hoped to build. And we're like, great, so it sounds like you've reached emotional catharsis. Why are you still doing this? And she's like, I have it out for the cone! (laughs) because even though she's given up on the ideals of this citadel thing oh, she still wants to get inside and like reunite with her dead lover who she thinks his spirit is now the thing that animates the giant titan uh yeah basically she's going to be right about that yeah, also pretty much. this is a lot of this Listen, is we're just
0: telling you what happens because
1: if you, if we don't know in advance it's very confusing <laughs> also <laughs> look All's well that ends well, but Mide, this is an extremely dangerous plan just so you can get back with this guy who you liked, (laughs) especially given that it possibly threatens all of time and space. (laughs) How magic is that dick?
0: (laughs) My god.
1: move on woman three years it takes okay me, it
0: takes me like a day and a half to get over somebody
1: and at this point we put together the fact that uh the only person left who seems to be able to control the codex and thus control the primal is round rocks so round rocks actually possibly target number uno numero uno for the illuminati yeah probably and in fact she's already been kidnapped wedge rushes up to tell yeah. us as soon as we found out she was important she got grabbed
0: Ah, oh, well that's how that was gonna happen
1: check off goblin toppling the tyrant mm-hmm. next quest okay um, we're going to make a frontal assault. Uh-huh. Mita's going to try and sneak in the back to find out what's going on. We fight our way in. And this is where we first... So like, we've been seeing increasingly large areas inside the Titan Alexander. Yes. This is where we get to the bit where it's like, oh, there's just a city in here. It's a full-ass,
0: full beautiful, like, copper-tone, Bioshock, like, city. Full-ass Professor
1: Layton, oh, fake very London-esque. Professor Layton. <laughs> very Professor Layton giant city inside this thing it's like oh this thing was going to be like a well, it was going to be a city it was going to be a walking city mm-hmm. that would roam across the landscape yes and definitely for sure be benign and not be any sort of like you know imposition and, of power on the landscape around it
0: and definitely not going to just completely dry the planet and fuck everything up absolutely not on consequence beyond the consequence of the planet anyway um so this uh fight we get inside we see this kind of beautiful landscape oh, this fight is so not hard, but this group made it so hard.
1: <laughs> you're just supposed to like... Look, I'm sorry if you were playing with us. but uh, You don't know who we are. <laughs> no yes, one, I, I highly doubt anyone yeah. who we were playing with listens to this. But, uh, like, uh, but guys, oh my know God. don't it was them
0: because they weren't paying attention to their surroundings, so they oh couldn't God. possibly have noticed that we were in the group with them. So the, 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 your, the, the premise of this fight, where you're, we're fighting Quick Things All Thoughts himself. Like we're fighting the big bad ostensibly right um and he is just on a little mech then he some shum- he goes up and he like goes in there, and there's like a- spikes all around a circular arena whatever he takes somebody he kind of crane games somebody and then puts them in a jail and you're just supposed to break them out of the jail or the person in the jail is supposed to kill an ad or whatever and it takes like two seconds if you know what you're doing um but usually just like it's like I think you're usually just supposed to put one in at a time. Maybe there's one that's like helpful to have two if they like I don't know. It's probably just one at a time was fine, but like people were griefing each other people were just like running into each other with the with the crane game targeting people were not spreading out people were not killing the ads inside the jail so they just die and we'd have to like constantly we took this took by took us three tries it, <laughs> and also there's a there's the cat remember the cat the cat works into this fight mechanically too he sends out little hearts oh yes and you gotta and, and you gotta kite the boss away from the hearts while that's happening big indiana jones ass boulders are going across the, <laughs> the arena you have to dodge
1: did we spend like half an hour on this fight maybe spent, longer like,
0: i spent like probably longer oh my god and just like nobody knew how to dodge or like uh, i think i don't remember if you were main taking this but whoever was was not pulling them away from the hearts in time which is fine whatever but that was not a big deal like i was healer i was like fine i could just heal the tank through the damage up it's not a big deal It was the not. It was the everyone dying to everything else that was actually making us take forever. But then, like somebody in the group was like, "You're supposed to, you're supposed to pull them away from the hearts." I'm like, "You're supposed to not die." (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Oh god, that was frustrating. It's an excellent fight, though. It's a great fight. (laughs) Fight is excellent. That group was a nightmare. Queuing with you, like I never get groups that bad when I do these by myself, like and by roulettes. But queuing with you, like we get all the sprouts, and it's like,
1: oh. I was gonna say, "What we get for smurfing?" But I guess it's not really it's smurfing not really in smurfing. a cooperative I game. Know. I feel
0: like a, I can't. There's a, something called the mentor roulette where you help new people through things like this. How do people do this? Like people, there's an achievement to get two. This is a total tangent. His achievement to do mentor roulette two thousand times. Imagine having to do a fight like that two thousand times. That seems impossible. Do it, people do it, and then they get a cool little fluffy horse. And I'm like, okay. I would like to retain my left hemisphere of my brain, <laughs> the one that the one that governs my emotions. You
1: don't want to replace it with the fluffy horse.
0: I don't want to replace it with the fluffy horse.
1: Moving right along, this
0: fight rules, uh, but we had a bad time with our group.
1: We fight him off. He mm-hmm. runs away. We run away because this is how these all go. Because you got to get to a final climax fight, then do some stuff, exchange some words, and then everyone regroups. Yes, as we do a dozen times. Back at camp. Mide, uh knows where to go next. Backrix doesn't trust her. What if she is still even now trying to complete her goal from three years ago and she's going to betray us at the last second? She's like, no, you don't get it. That was a dream of my companions. Yeah, they wanted me to carry it on, but it, it was it's their dream, not mine. I, I really, really just did this for the D. Well, She did it because their joy drove her. And then the primal kind of ruined everything, sucked her, all her companions in and ground her hopes to dust. And now, um, oh yeah, this is where she shares the legend of King Midas and how everything that he touched turned to gold. Mm-hmm. Which, up until this point, it has been whatever that like primals yeah, yeah, and things yeah. are named after figures from Earth mythology. But until they actually bring the the mythology
0: in, like the actual explanation, then it's like, oh, Greece, I guess, is canon. Ancient Greece is just in this universe. Yeah,
1: what, what, what's it going do the Void Arc and be like? You see, there was a boy <laughs> named Icarus.
0: There was a boy named <laughs> Noah. Who spoke? Who spoke to <laughs> and The pointar has two of each. Each each monster. No, but like, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a little bit. It's a little. I think that is clunky writing. Honestly, it, like it's like not. They right. th- th- there's there is enough mythology. The twelve that existed
1: in, yes. <laughs> in this universe. I would like to know anything about the twelve. <laughs> I would like to know what any of them stand for. There, what are, there are actual
0: gods that we have. They've, we've done in universe building let's capitalize on it please no we're gonna do this shit they also mentioned sometimes like Schrodinger
1: I think too Schrodinger does come up I think yeah is, it's like because of the oh yeah yeah well time
0: right there's I mean there's a cat involved in this storyline but like same deal I don't we don't have to retouch on it but it's the same deal it's like oh I guess Schrodinger is also <laughs> canon because that reference made it to you wild the, not I think I feel like I knock on wood they kind of hammer that shit out they start using okay the they start i feel maybe there might be some maybe there might be some asian lore that i'm not oh actually i'm certain there is now that well, i think about oh it. we're going to be the monkey king aren't we so there going to be a monkey king later there, on i think so i think so there's cer- there's certainly a lot of kings of a lot of different animals anyway uh we're
1: getting a little sidetracked here we're doing, we're making good Mm-hmm. We're doing good. We're not making good time, but we're making time. Okay, <laughs> one step behind is the next quest. Yeah, we need to get back in. We need to disable the other arm so we can fight our way up into That's the true. body of the thing to rescue Round Rocks. Mm-hmm. So we, um, this is where we get the uh, themed robots again. Only they Voltron. Yes, yeah, true. So we've run
0: into. There's another. Uh, it's the same. It's like the same kind of,
1: onslaughter the the
0: mecha spider at first and you're like oh this fight again but then you beat it and then suddenly the other robots come flying in and then they all do their the the mechanics from Alexander Six so hopefully you remembered all those that I explained to you <laughs> um, and then they all kind of attach themselves to each of the spider arms and they become brute justice and the music oh, by the way the music and if you just don't know what the music is in this entire raid it's it's like super cool industrial sort of metal tracks but suddenly brute justice comes down and <laughs> and here comes the big band theme
1: <laughs> it's great
0: It kicks
1: and then we beat it up and then it explodes
0: <laughs> we do beat it up and it explodes
1: oh <laughs> uh, good music good music across this and we don't look at the explosion <laughs> we do walk away from it looking very yeah, cool yeah. Okay, into the core. Meta disables it. Quick things approaches and is like, ha ha ha, you came in here thinking to stop me, but in fact, I let you win, because Mm. that's how we usher in the future. This was all a trap, and you're in here now, and you brought the codex in, you dummy. And Wedge is like, wait, no, I have the codex, and runs off. Mm. And then Biggs is like, wait, no, I have the codex, and runs off in a different direction. (laughs) And then... Okay, and then, and then
0: Media quietly runs off, which is the most obvious thing ever.
1: Yes. She runs off and she hops into a floating platform and begins to rise towards the ceiling. Yeah. And as she's on the platform, all of a sudden the whole place shakes mm-hmm. and the codex rock falls out of her robes and it lands right in front of QuickThinks and the cat. They have it. They grab it. They depart. And we're like, well, shit. And Biggs and Wedge are like, why did that platform just shudder just right to cause the codex to drop out of her pocket? <laughs> Why did did quick things orchestrate that and we go back to back ricks and he's like wait a second you guys are back already you left like two minutes ago and we're like what no we did an entire raid and lost the core (laughs) fragment and he's and then (laughs) this is where how'd you fuck up that quick (laughs) okay this is where it begins to get really confusing here we go strap in because that brings us to a gob in the machine Mide doesn't know what's going on either, but other goblins do corroborate his story. Seemingly, no time passed while we were inside Alexander. So we're like, well, what's going on here? Maybe Quick thinks saw the future in there. Maybe um, the supercomputer that is the heart of Alexander can just predict future events perfectly. Maybe the primal inside has control over the flow of time. We have a lot of theories. All of these are true. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Illuminati have been manipulating time this whole time. Has the entire thing been set up from the start?
0: That's what all the thoughts has been saying.
1: Mm-hmm. He's literally just been like, yeah, I mean, you could shut that off, whatever. So Sid and Yshtola <laughs> return just in time to see the Titan straighten up further. The t- the primal is dissipating slowly because we shut down the cores, mm-hmm. or at least that's what Yshtola thinks. Sid is like, wait a second, give me those goggles you always wear around your neck. And we get this great sort of like photo negative effect yeah. as he's looking through the goggles and all of a sudden, all of the ether that Alexander's kind of spewing out begins to suddenly suck back in very rapidly as if time is flowing in reverse.
0: You would think Yashola with her ether vision would have been able to see that you would at think. this point. well,
1: Her pupils are, are white here.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, well, now we know, I guess, whatever.
1: And Mide is like, is this what Dayad, my lover, did he know about this? This oh, yeah. power to control time? That's not Craig. It's not Craig. No, Damn it's, it. It's Dayad? D- D- they are they? David. David. That's Demida. what David. David. <laughs> Inside the codex has been reassembled. Sort of. It's more like a cone-shaped stalactite than a cone, but it's still. The, it's, it's still. It's still a little the rough.
0: Rock. The cone is a little rougher mm-hmm. around the
1: edges at this point.
0: It's, not, th- it's not quite cone. It's,
1: it's just kind it's of like rock.
0: It's just kind of cone. Oh. Yeah, okay.
1: It's a sad cone one of the goblins he he's like hey i got i got the latest figures here boss deviations from the future are down to only 0.03% and quick thinks is like, I'd like great see, I'd like to see those metrics no more errors no more failures <laughs>
0: and Nick, this is dude, when he's like a temporal jira
1: <laughs> they've got round rocks strapped into this like chair with a giant like brain laser and she connects with the cone and the command comes out to reverse time and giant gears begin to turn and pistons pound and the goblins do a happy dance and they now have control over all of time which could and they can reshape history to be perfect which apparently is what the plan has been this whole time the entire thing has been about building basically a giant walking city-sized time machine that can basically rewrite the entire history of the world
0: Mm -hmm. as as the scholars see fit
1: yes fabulous stakes of this have gotten a little high pretty good
0: pretty high okay but i mean when you think about it, it hasn't happened
1: yet hasn't happened yet Does that mean it ever happens okay um i, I think is this is this what i pointed out to you can you imagine if like oh yeah you're an asian <laughs> and you've been working for like five thousand years <laughs> to do this plan to bring zodiac back to life and like reunite the core of the planet or whatever and then just everything gets derailed because some goblins got some a hold of an omnipotent time machine that can (laughs) just fuck up the future so yes but
0: things i i think it would be literally impossible i think with the if the planet were made of infinite ether that would be possible right the goblins plan is not possible that's fair it's going to fail the the, goblin that it's going to run out of battery there's going to be a calamity instead yes um which yeah
1: we'll get to this is the thing that we're going to learn Uh okay next thing the curl and the colossus um yeah this damn cat this cat that's been hanging around the entire time this little black kitten Mm -hmm. that has been on quick thinks it's hat it's been mischievous this whole time it has knocked things over there's just been this little black kitten lurking around and we're like and we see it nearby we're like it's over here on a cliff and what is that doing here and it leads us to an illuminati spy who tells us that according to him quick thinks is from the future and he's traveled back in time to set history on its appointed path as laid out by the enigma codex so the future the future is already set the galbins are just set about enacting its mm-hmm. existence and the cat is the cat is more
0: than the cat appears to be because we're like meow twice for yes and it does <laughs> it does
1: they also they keep referring to it as a curl a curl Co- C- th- curl yes c-o-e-u-r-l U- kitten yes which this made me think that curl was like a term for a cat in this game yeah it is it's a term for like a leopard
0: monster with big whiskers we've fought some i,
1: I guess well okay because i went back and did a dungeon the other day uh-huh. that had like a mini boss that was a curl or something. Yeah. And I don't recall it looking much like a cat, but maybe it's just like different uh, sizes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So this is when Backtrick starts to think like, wait a second, this cat is, was also here three years ago. Also looking like a kitten. This cat sure seems to be a time travel. <laughs> this cat would have grown up a little bit. Is this cat actually also the linchpin to this entire sort of convoluted time travel plot? Oh boy! The answer to every question ever is yes. <laughs> Sid agrees that this is all very confusing, and he's like, "You know what? We just need to get back in there. Let's go do the next raid and get some more story."
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The, so this is like the the kind of introductory section to the third tier of quests. So another year in real life has passed since we learned since we lost the Enigma Codex, and we learned that um, what did what the what did you just tell me? <laughs>
1: We learned that the the that controls that, time yeah, the controls time and and that, round utopia, is, yeah. and that round rocks and that right. round rocks is like has control over
0: and it. they're gonna their plan is to rewrite all of history, as yeah. they see fit. Got it. Okay. Um. So yes,
1: we've got a new so we've got new barrier breaking tech, but to use it would we'll also let Alexander out. So we kind of have to get in and out real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't follow all the details of this whole the timing of this plan to get us inside. But like we we get in, we get through, we get dropped off by the airship. We fight our way into the body of the Titan and we fight a giant groaning machine animal thing
0: yeah it's like it's like the trash trash (laughs) it's like the the trash monster of this (laughs) even even utopia has trash i guess so it's like repurposing all the trash and making something out of it i guess anyway uh this was another fight that took way too many tries and i don't want to get into the details of it because alexander 9 is literally it's as tank and spank as you can get you just have to you just have to like activate the ads and move them into the active active lava section and that's it and there's one big ad that you have to kill and then move into the lava section or whatever and that was too hard <laughs> the off tank just was doing a really bad job of picking that thing up wasn't you because you were on the you were the main tank i remember very clearly um so we just it took forever and it was dumb and isn't not even a hard or like particularly cool fight uh so that sucked
1: <laughs> whatever point being we succeed Alexander's head lifts out of the barrier and then Sid reactivates it. So the head is now trapped, sticking out. So we have a permanent way to get in. Yeah. And, but also we've, Yishtola and Mide and others were at the same time trying to cut off the ether flowing into it in various ways, including by like placing all these devices around it. And that's not working. So we're like, day do you know what's going on here? And she's like, well, it might have this ancient artifact that's a horn that can suck up ether from everywhere inside it that I got given by a stranger who was an ASCII when I was a kid. Yeah. And I didn't mention that bit before now, but it seems relevant. That's where
0: the ether, yeah, that's where all the ether came in, we mentioned earlier. Um, the the ASCII in question is um We have not seen him prior in 2.0. I think he was in 1.0 a little bit. Who cares? Um, uh, and i'm just gonna we don't really see him for the rest of this chain
1: either he's just here
0: to kind of and i'm just gonna tell you right now we don't we haven't seen him yet <laughs> there's a lot of plot points like i'm just gonna cut this one off for you we haven't we haven't we don't know anything more about this person okay that's fine yeah it's just like there's a lot to keep track of the mental stack of this game i'm going to just
1: he set this whole thing in motion. Don't worry about it. Yeah, great. Uh, also, Ishtola apparently was supposed to guard this horn, and she didn't. You told me this was some 1.0 stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That was 1.0 stuff, I guess. some Something, I don't know. They they tried. They, they they did the best with what they had. They're still kind of trying to tie up loose ends. I think they just gave up after a while. Um, But yeah, that's where they got the energy source to summon this primal. So like, at least we have that kind of hole in the story closed. Um, That's kind of what's fueling the Enigma Codex.
1: Yes. It's
0: a a much smaller cone.
1: Yes. And so, okay, whatever, fine. Time to finally get in and really, for real, save Round Rocks this time for sure. Yep. Which brings us to Biggs and Wedgers' Excellent Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. I Mm -hmm. can't wait.
0: Tell us about the Excellent Adventure.
1: Well, it it turns out um, there's something afoot at the Alexander. Oh, no. So into the central chamber, we go in through the head we fight a goblin knight on a bridge full of fun buttons oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this fight
0: we did in one try this is a more fun oh my god because we did one try we didn't have all sprouts but we did have one <laughs> <laughs> the button I, show up on i the did floor. Cut, i baited you into doing it i said well there's these glowing buttons on the floor that's weird and you're like oh i wonder what happens when i press one and so you went I mean, like you went away from the group and pressed the one that had the spikes on it we all got stuck in place <laughs> immediately it took and started
1: taking bleeding damage yes these buttons are bad buttons they're
0: bad buttons that people can activate and then (laughs) and then like one of the other people was like that's funny and then they started hitting the other buttons on purpose constantly start the fight and as i was healing i was like stop please i just wanted him to try it once you got (laughs) So that's Um, that fight. (laughs) That's that fight. There's a big steamroller part that comes in middle section. Oh, right. That. Mm -hmm. And there's some out in in mechanics that are whatever. But yeah, that fight is really funny. (laughs) It's kind of troll.
1: Get to the middle to rescue Round Rocks. Sid examines the cone. The cone is hovering over a hole in the floor. Below it, it leads down to a giant uh, crystal made of ether that is the aggregating heart of this primal that is sucking in all the ether and growing bigger and more powerful. And uh, it's like... um, it's like, hey, look, Round Rocks has done it. Round Rocks has unlocked the potential of this thing to change the past. Mida is tempted. She's like, wait a second. We could go back and change the past? We could erase this thing that kind of traumatized me for the last three years and put history right? And Round Rocks is like, you're my best friend. I want to help you. I know how this thing works. And she engages the brain laser. And the whole machine begins to power up. Hey, stop. Everyone's like, stop. Stop it. Stop. stop. No. Put it down. And suddenly we shoot backwards through a time tunnel.
0: Oh, great. Cool. But Heidelin's real happy about that.
1: Which, unfortunately, <laughs> does not come with like cool like newspapers and like ancient artifacts like no. zooming past. No, it's just like a time tunnel. But uh-huh. we're back on the shore of the lake. The cone is here. Miday and her companions are cone! here. It's three years ago. It
0: <laughs> <laughs> is time for the cone.
1: They all activate the cone. And then Alexander pops into existence, except Act- that it's us traveling from the future. Activate cone. The leader guy smiles. The Titan wakes up. The goblins pull their guns out. Everything happens just as it happened three years ago. The leader tries to call it off. It's all going wrong. They try to abort the summoning. The portal opens. They're all sucked in except for Mide and the loop closes. And we are <laughs> it turns out that her trying to persuade Round Rocks to go back in time to prevent the past happening is the thing that made the past happen in the first place. Fabulous. Everyone should go watch the show Dark on Netflix. It is this, but it is three seasons and it's great.
0: Okay. I'll never get around to it, but other people might.
1: Okay, so there was a lot I covered very quickly because the game covers it pretty quickly. Call on. But then you know, we zap back to the future. Um back oh sorry, back before we do, Backrix has been taking notes, and this cat is having none of it. The cat deliberately knocks Backrix's note into the water. Oh, then yeah. Miday puts the barrier up, Alexander vanishes again, leaving her kind of leaving past Miday kind of shell shocked on the shore. Um
0: In day that the the book is happened upon
1: the book is happened upon by uh, Quick Thinks, who wait, not Play- oh yeah, 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 by, said, by Quick Thinks.
0: I legitimately thought you said Bravelocks.
1: No, I was like, no, what? <laughs> by Quick Thinks, yeah. who now has this book from the future. He has a sports almanac that is going to tell he doesn't, him. He just looks like a normal goblin knight like, right now. Yes, that's true. So, that's what's true. his name?
0: Always Quick Thinks. All thoughts. I mean, maybe he had a different name and then swapped it. Maybe because of the all thoughts thing. Because he yeah, because like he didn't always all thoughts, right? He just mm-hmm. well, we'll
1: find out. Maybe he did. Maybe anyway, knew. Time is a closed loop. All this has happened before and will happen again. We um, rush to escape the goblins because we're like, what the fuck just happened? We need to regroup and Mide stays behind. She's like, there's nothing more out there for me. So y'all go. We leave with Round Rocks. I live here now. And thus brings us to the quest, thus spake quick things. So we have Round Rocks now. So they can't do any more time shenanigans at least, or so we think. Mm-hmm. Time to go back in again because this is a series of raids. Yes. Yes. We go to an even deeper core. This is the one with the big crystal in it. Yes. It's like the core core. From a golden portal, a spiky ship robot launches and it lands yep. and it turns into a knight, which mm-hmm. we approach the crystal. Everybody cheers. Shit appreciates the sheer, sorry, Sid appreciates the sheer, sheer scale of this thing. It can regrow itself faster than we can chip away at it. So that's kind of a problem. But it's like, well, this thing has a control room. Can Round Rocks just like shut the whole thing down? That would be simple, right? Yeah. Suddenly, Quickthink shows up. He tells us that, hey, he's seen the future and it ends badly for us. The only way into the control room is through the core chamber. And the next time we come back, it's our doom, according to him. Suddenly, his cat attacks him from behind, knocking the book he was carrying free. And Backrix... Okay, this is where we find out that Backrix is its his own journal. Like This is yeah. where we get the closed loop on the journal thing.
0: Yeah, so Backrix, the one who's been documenting everything, has secretly just been giving Quickthinks
1: all of the all of the intel as to what's happening so, and this is where we're like wait a second so, so quick doesn't know the future mm. he just has a book of things that have already happened to us and he hasn't been writing in it since no one so the future is as of yet unwritten it is it is not fixed we can make of it what we want so we leave again leaving the cat in the middle of the core and quick begins monologuing to his followers because he's like look i never needed the book in the first place it's all in my brain the future is mine to make then he interfaces with the cone it turns out that he also has whatever ideals or whatever allow the cone to respond to him
0: i don't i don't know why
1: i it does not maybe he's not maybe it's not a pure of heart thing i don't think it's a pure of heart thing i think it's just a i, I think like <sighs> technically like his goals and the goals of the ideals of the codex are not unaligned
0: i suppose that's the whole crux of it right
1: the ideals mm-hmm. of the codex are not necessarily good so at this point biggs is wondering, wait. So how did any of this get started? Where is, where's the starting point in this time loop? <laughs> All of these events appear to have caused each other. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so we're going back in to the core yes. where we just were. And this, I think, is actually getting us into the climax of this entire thing we have we have learned a lot about Miday, We've learned mm-hmm. a lot about the time paradoxes involved we've learned a lot about the goblins and what they want to do this
0: okay the follow-up quest is judgment day but i feel like did, didn't this quest yeah this quest we kind of skipped over the actual fight oh you're right we did skip the fight and i really don't want to skip over this one because it's cruise chaser cruise chaser is the big ship right you, oh you're right you, you met, well you mentioned it i was like dude, we, we fought it right you no didn't you're kinda, right you, you kind of me up but I, was, I was moving so quickly there um so uh, this fight so we did shut down the core successfully but he just kind of reactivates it right with his thing but like the, the the process for us shutting it down is to fight cruise chaser who's kind of this i guess guardian of it whatever it's a big ship that manifests um and then turns into a big uh kind of gundam looking thing
1: you're right Yes. and
0: um in doing so so we fight it you're tanking it whatever it's doing some aoe's and some fancy stuff and then it runs off the arena and i said boy i hope your clicking skills are up to par right like i don't know what this is and then there are some things that like if you have the labels turned on read like duck vents or empty vents or empty spaces or something you're supposed to click on (laughs) and you did not you did not in time (laughs) You, you did cue me up with, with clicking skills I didn't say click on the thing but I was like oh, I'll make it a little vague see if he picks up on it in my defense this game
1: is full of things that you're supposed to just stand on
0: <laughs> but no <laughs> I did true. not click on you them you did stand on it very well and then the the vents closed and we got off because you're like supposed to hop Like he turns into a ship and then sits in the middle of the arena for a second right and then you're supposed to like hop on the boss's back <laughs> and if you don't he like blows the arena up and you die <laughs> So two, you were not the only one. Someone else died, too. It happened to me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, people's damage in this fight was actually so good that we didn't really have to do the optical sight propeller wind mind control mechanic, which is really the worst thing ever. So, okay. okay. Yeah, we really we dodged a that. bullet on this one. This is the hardest fight.
1: You want to tell me a little bit more about that?
0: You just... Ha- no. No. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what no i don't i want to get going because we're already at 72 minutes okay i haven't done the intro bit yet
1: <laughs> okay we're, we're, we're good we're good We're good. okay But yeah um now now the next quest is judgment day okay we return to the core and all of a sudden it pops a time stop bubble over us then a miniature version of alexander appears inside the bubble and prepares to attack with a giant laser and the time stop bubble is sepia tone yes and this is where the time loops are going to start getting tighter and tighter here so it's going to start looping in on itself so the miniature Alexander attacks with a giant laser, but just as we're about to get hit, the bubble pops and we dodge out of the way just in time. Why did that bubble pop? We'll find out shortly. <laughs> the mini Alexander disappears into a dark bubble of distorted time. Where it returned, who could say? We we're is inside it mini though? I mean it's like I'm pretty big. It's like twenty feet tall. It's not like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twenty. I mean if we're like six feet tall, that thing is probably like sixty That's at least 10 times our height. You're right.
1: right. That one's like 60 feet tall. There are other further smaller ones. It is
0: miniature compared, but it's also like much more detailed and ornate looking. You know, it's kind of this.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we find out
0: that once we get into the next fight, we find out really what that is.
1: Okay. Then I have a note here saying we're inside some green time bubble and mini Alexander, who is still very big, prepares to attack us. This fight is very cool and I'm going to need Jerome to explain it later. It's uh well,
0: first off, it's not mini Alexander, it's Alexander Prime. It's Alexander, like you're okay. kind of undermining it. Like that is Alexander.
1: Okay, it's the real Alexander. It is that the Alexander It is, is
0: Alexander Prime. Um, but we are, of course, on a platform that is made out of Alexander. If you look around at the arena, you see little tiny Alexander poking out of the clouds all the way across to the horizon. We are in the like we get sucked into the kind of like because they said like there's this big glowing not glowing. There's this big like black hole in the middle of the core of Alexander, and it's like I guess that's a time bubble. I don't know. Have fun in there. <laughs> so we run, in, in, we run into the kind of the realm, the the realm of Alexander's of like the future, where Alexander is the planet and everything, and is everywhere, and is is the utopia that exists, and has run run aground. And this is where we have our trial with him. Um, this fight has three phases. The first of which is just pretty much take and make. You do have to dodge kind of it just shows you the mechanics that are going to come later so there's like a growing AO, there's like an aoe on the ground there's a cross section aoe that comes out of the boss there's a raid wide damage and then there's just some a tank buster cleave um next section of the fight is kind of the ad phase you just kind of at this point you just group them up and kill them and then there's other ads that spawn just do AoE damage whatever and then in the transition phase uh this happens rarely but not in not like so infrequently but this is the first time it's happened um, you have to use tank limit break. Oh, right. And I queued up as a tank, right? Cause you knew I, this cause I knew this was coming, and I was like, I don't want to have to redo that and make you feel bad. But like, I asked beforehand, hey, do you have tank limit break on your bars? And you were like, yes. And then I
1: was like, okay, hit tank, hit tank limit break when it says five. And he's like, what? What's that? And I was like, goddamn. <laughs> no, sorry. i had my limit break bars full i didn't have tank limit break on my action bar you didn't have the action so i did it i did it as a uh, dark knight
0: actually got to do the dark knight one drk yes dirk <laughs> like dork knight cool so um we we do that i was like oh well shame alex didn't didn't get what i was putting down at that point but whatever you can do it next time um uh, there will be other fights
1: but another part of this fight that happens though and yeah, I, I got to so do this to, bit to, yes
0: we get to well, this is the next part, right? So mm-hmm. then that happens, and the, the the area opens up, and you see Alexander's across the sky, and then Alexander himself sprouts wings. <laughs> if you didn't notice, and he's like, "Fuck this! <laughs> I'm t- turning on angel mode." What? Oh god! Um, kind of. So he kind of harkens to a form that's more akin to his Final Fantasy IX form. Um, he plays the biggest, like he is a, he's a enfranchised character, kind of Alexander. He shows up a few times, but he plays the biggest role in Final Fantasy IX um, and fourteen, I guess, if you count this, but more so in nine. Uh, so this is kind of that, um, harkening to that sort of form with the wings. And he, we, we go back to it. We learn that there's a there's a kind of sepia tone time stop mechanic again that's happening, but like you have to kind of resolve. Um, whether or not you stack up with the group or you spread out with your AOE markers and you only have so much time to do it so then it like makes you commit to where you are and then the time stop happens AOE mechanics resolve and then he pops up and shoots a laser kind of like he did in the cutscene you have to get out of the way um, very quickly Um, that's very fun he does that a few times and then he goes in the middle and summons four similar four little ads that go into these similar black
1: holes like Mm -hmm. the fight we entered into and then i told alex hey go in one of those (laughs) and i did and it pops me out back in the past before all this started when like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we're looking down on ourselves in the time bubble as we prepare to get hit by the giant laser i just told you about like five minutes ago and that's another trial within this trial (laughs) and then I destroyed the ad that I'm on my platform they was responsible for, and they were apparently supporting the time bubble because the reason why the bubble popped and we dodged the laser was because us from the future apparently came back in time to pop yes. the bubble to save us from the laser.
0: Yes. Fantastic. We <laughs> passed great. that trial. Passed that mini trial. And then of course if the if the fight if that doesn't happen or if you don't kill the ads in time, this fight never happened. <laughs> so <laughs> What happens if you do fail Fade to black. Really? Yeah, you have to start again. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted.
1: Yeah, fade to black. It's like whoop. <laughs> All right.
0: Right, so we get bet back, back back out and then he summons another alex he casts summon alexander <laughs> at which point another alexander summons a giant alexander that appears at the top and then that alexander targets us with lasers and we have to dodge the lasers while he's doing his own alexander lasers <laughs> and stopping time <laughs>
1: If you're not following most of this, uh, I don't know that I did either, but it is very cool. Like like I said, it's stacking on top of itself. It's, it's paradoxical paradoxes.
0: Very paradoxical, very, very fun, very fun episode of Doctor Who.
1: It's kind of a fight. Uh, but eventually we take him down. And we get and we take him down. And so we're back in the core. We can get to the control room now. and quick thanks just will not shut up. He's like he's taking control of the codex again. We are now shocked by the revelation that he can control the codex. And then Mide shows up with a gun and she calls him Craven. She says he sacrificed others until there was no choice. She says, you poor deluded fool. The future doesn't choose us. We choose the future. And she shoots him in the back of the head. Very quickly. Very quick. Would not be heaven's word if he we weren't shooting people <laughs> right off the bat. Round Rock grabs control of the codex. She powers down the core. The gears wind to a halt. The light turns off. Hooray. We did it. So we think.
0: So we think.
1: There's a bit here where it's like, how did Mita again without the Illuminati knowing? Even she's not sure. There was some kind of shaking. She found herself weird. Yeah. I think the implication is, we'll get to it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. We make it to the exit. We're about to leave. And Quick Think stirs. This guy will not give up. It turns out that this little goblin who's been leading this entire thing has basically cyber- cyborgized himself. Yeah. He's been replacing parts of his body with machine parts over the course of who knows how long. Cute. I guess. I guess. <laughs> delicious he's like no you won't take this from me he tries to grab control of the codex again to activate the time power stuff again and this time a red alarm goes off and Mm. he cannot control the codex and he's like access denied alexander's refusing his commands the codex blasts red energy back at him he vanishes in a flash of light oh and then the codex vanishes in a flash of light leaving quick things to collapse Hmm. he appears to be dead for real
0: did we think at this point that his now suddenly his ideals did not align with what alexander maybe he just was
1: maybe or like, or or, 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 it's, or it seems or like i mean we're gonna get into it sec here yeah this whole thing also appears to actually actually have been being orchestrated by mm. midi's dead lover who now controls the machine yeah and more generally by okay we, we just gotta get into this here we go Mide looks up at the screen. She's like, "My love, could it truly be you?" Meow twice if yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching over this the whole time, keeping her safe. The core begins radiating out of raging out of control without the codex to regulate it. We got to stop it. Mide is like, "Hey, I can stop it." I will She steps backwards into the core pit, falls into it, no. vanishes into the ether. Doing so sends it super critical somehow and her voice tells us to leave this place now. So we get the fuck out of there. Then we cut to a vision of Mide and her lover. They are within a mathematical simulation in the heart of the Colossus. They're within a supercomputer, VR thing, whatever. This is a dream that Alexander dreams. History is now free of paradoxes, and and in this place, free of time. So Alexander, the Titan, the entity, the primal, the being of time, looks out on past, present, and future, and sees all possibilities. Sees what it could be, what it uh, feels, what it feels. Oh, and and her lover in there sees what it sees feels what it feels and generally sort of like has become almost the consciousness of this thing so they're in
0: they're in a rift yes you'd say they're in like an oculus rift
1: yes they're in an, yes they're in an oculus rift
0: do you think this rift is part
1: of the metaverse <laughs> i don't think that it is actually <laughs>
0: facebook is going to acquire alexander it looks <laughs> you know for something that came out 6 <laughs> years ago it looks
1: much better than anything that meta fa- is putting out right that's now that's true <laughs> Okay, so but this, this is the whole point. The whole point of all of this is that the machine Alexander, which from beyond time can look at all of time, which was given this primal purpose to, to create the ideal world, looked out and computed every reality, every outcome, and decided to remove itself from existence. Yep. Why? Because for all the changes that it could make for the better, it consumes ether at a greater cost. Inevitably, it would suck the world dry as its power was used to iterate over and over to try and achieve perfection. And so it decides that the actual chain of events to set in motion is the one that leads to its own annihilation, thus returning the future to the hands of man. It's pretty freaking rad. It's pretty great. It's great. <laughs> this whole thing has basically been this giant time computer orchestrating its own demise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> they do have a note in here that like there's some point in the future beyond where I will do a thing, and they couldn't see beyond that. And I'm like, ooh, what am I? That's true. Do? I'm going to guess it's probably like a Shadowbringers thing or Endwalker thing. It certainly it's going to take a lot of time for us to figure that out. Yes. Okay. Control by the Illuminati of this would have been disastrous. Each time they changed history, more ether would, would, would have bled out. And so the Alexander entity sent out this little cat as his servant, a clockwork curl, they call it, to sort of nudge history into the desired shape by basically doing what cats do best and pushing things off shelves. Mm-hmm. and so the only thing left is like to actually seal away this mystical horn that's at the heart of all of this oh far away from the reach of man by creating a closed pocket of space time in which one instant will repeat for eternity and he and mide can be together forever fabulous and we go outside and things are peaceful yes alexander has vanished and, yep the and time loop has truly properly closed so we think so we think but we we go back to Backricks, and he
0: kind of has there's kind of an there's kind of an unclosed loop of like where these people kind of came from or like where this legend came from right right
1: because there are legends mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's legends in the past of what um what uh what seems to be um a Charlian legend mm-hmm. that appears to describe uh Mide and the other guy um david David and (laughs) the legend of Mita and David from far, far in the past and Uh, how one day they freed them. And so it's evidence that one day they free themselves from their fate and are reborn in the past. And in that legend, they have a magic rock, which, Oh, sorry. Jumping ahead a bit here. Oh, did we miss something? Yeah. We missed the fact that this all kicks off because round rocks gives the rock to the cat because she wants the cat to go find them across time and space and give it to them as like a memento. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, then as soon as she does that, a legend shows up and which like, is hey. like
0: wait, wait, that sounds really familiar. Backrex, who's obsessed with reading a documentary, she's like, wait, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> so he checks this
1: legend out. He's like, Yes. <laughs> but also like Roundrox gives up the rock because it doesn't work for her anymore. She holds it and she can't activate it. She can't see she's it. She's traumatized. Well she she's grown up. She's like she she's moved beyond the mm, raw ideal. idealism of yeah. her more naive self and she understands sort of like complexity now. And that it takes her like you know out of the scope of what the codex mm-hmm. thinks that it's it, that its ideals are.
0: Yeah, the codex just needs somebody that's naive, I guess. It's a weird. It's a weird. It's like anti-child. It's like adult-proof.
1: Oh, it's great. We're going to get an into adult it. Adult-proof lock. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, we're going to get into it. There's a yeah. whole. There's a whole paragraph. Oh, at the oh end my here. god.
0: Okay, co- continue. Sorry. It, no, it's, it's what can you do? It's, it's a fine. good
1: episode um anyway point being this is the close on it then like the actual closed 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 time loop appears to be that Mide and david emerge in the past and get to live you know Mm -hmm. the rest of their lives there, free of the impact of anything else and the threat of alexander the time control robot has been thwarted but thus thus begets the legend
0: itself right thus begets the whole thing the idea that people worship and then the concept of alexander gets recreated because they went into the past yes okay that's how it all started
1: and that brings us to the end yes so let's talk just briefly about why i like this so much okay because i think it is actually a really good examination of the idea of utopia and of utopian thinking in particular i appreciate that it takes a slightly different tack than a lot of other utopian stories especially ones of the modern era um a mold that a lot of them tend to focus in on is sort of the idea that like In the middle of something utopian, there's like a core of darkness. The classic story here is uh, Those Who Walk Away from Omelas, the Ursula Le Guin story, which I love Ursula Le Guin, probably my my favorite author. Good story about how an ideal society is built on the suffering of a single child. Look it up if you haven't read it. It is good. It is also a template that a lot of stories go off of in the sense that they kind of focus in on the darkness that undergirds a utopian project for the people who actually live there this story is doing something a little bit different and i'm pretty confident in this read that i have on it because various bits of it hang together too tightly to not be intentional and both in terms of just how plot events play out and also i think in terms of the things characters straight up directly say which is that like this story is more about utopia as a system of domination Not the domination of the citizens who live within it in 1984-esque way, but a domination of everywhere else. The utopia is a system that, like an empire, has a metropole in the center which acts and a periphery that is acted upon that must be made to serve the utopia. And this is the entire thing the goblins want to build, right? They want to have this city inside where they live that they control and the rest of the world then becomes the object upon which they enact their will to perpetuate, you know, th- their, th- their desired sort of scheme for life. And... Where it gets really clever is tying it into the time travel plot. This is where I think like it really starts to come together in a cool way. Because then it also becomes a story about how utopias foreclose the possibility of change. To achieve perfection, you have to kill history. You have to forcibly suppress any deviations that would create change. This is why utopia ultimately is stagnation. It's why utopia ultimately is sort of a prison. Because a utopia is totalizing. And it has to totalize even time. It has to literally imprint itself on everything in all places. And in that sense, I think the game actually does understand that even the seemingly benign version that Mide and her companions were pursuing was ultimately still a misguided objective even the scholastic version of Alexander was inevitably going to be used to sort of to imprint a way of being onto the world was still going to be quite literally consume the world in pursuit of the realization of ideology like literally it was going mm-hmm. to to keep sucking in ether and sucking in ether and destroying the world around it in iterative pursuit of some perfection that was ultimately unrealizable because <laughs> utopia is ontological it can only exist as an idea it can't actually mm-hmm. it, it can't actually exist in real life no and this is a much more sophisticated and nuanced take on this sort of thing than i am used to from this game (laughs) (laughs) if this bodes anything for the future of this game what i'm hoping it bodes is that the writing is going to get to play out i think some of the the closure on these ideas that up until now I found kind of tantalizingly seeded throughout a lot of the world building. Right. Yes. There's a lot of stuff where I've been like, that's a cool idea. I don't know if they're doing really satisfying things with it yet. Mm -hmm. This story kind of start to finish self-contained, very cool, just a good science fiction story with things on its mind. And if they get to do more of the stuff like this going forward, I am very excited to, to see what, what we get to do next. Yeah. That's my speech. I was thinking as
0: we were do, rec- as we recording this episode this would be a really kind of a good episode to start on like honestly like y- yeah because you don't really need you don't really need to know what um what happens that much up until this point you do kind of have to
1: understand a little bit about primals maybe but like eh. it's pretty self contained other- like even the character stuff like yeah. you, you don't really need to know like what Stola you know, and Cid U-Stole deals yeah, is
0: not really no. Um, it's all about round rocks me day and the goblins and that, that sort of self-contained story. So um, that brings me into kind of our housekeeping bit where if you do want to recommend Stormbuds to your friends and loved ones, this might be an episode they they get, they get started on because um, this is good shit. Like the Alexander raids are really good. Um, it's I've been looking forward to them for quite some time, even beyond the gimmick of having it be your name. <laughs> <laughs> But um absolutely, uh, feel free to like. Please, please do spread the word. And if you're like, oh, I don't really want to link some of the earlier episodes because they're like really quiet and the audio's like not perfect and some of their. I have the not dynamic gone back to listen to the first couple of. It's only I'm, like it's I'm kind it, of it feels too. like it feels like we've grown quite a lot. I've l- l- listened a little bit. And I was like, oh okay. Um, that being said, um, I do want to remind everyone and thank everyone for listening t- for, to Storm Buds. I know that we're not done with the episode yet. We have things to do, but um, before we get to do them, uh, please uh, rate and review us on your podcast platforms of choice. It really significantly would help. It would, would be super cool this? to see because like we're still, we're still like at the point where like, mm, not enough reviews yet to show... <laughs> every
1: single podcast host asks you to rate and review there's a reason for that it really does like these algorithmic things really do look at those metrics and it helps us reach new people
0: um this is something we do enjoy doing for the sake of doing it we know that people are out there enjoying it so worry not about that but like let's let's build our little community just a little bit more shall we shall we our little buds let's do it together (laughs) Come on buds um great so now that the uh, recap of the quest content is over 90 minutes later <laughs> i told i'm really glad we didn't just i was like time for void arc <laughs> would have been impossible it would have been impossible this is already impossible i'll be fine i'll be fine listening to this over the course of my work week um we have just one or two just one one thing left to do right
1: we Mar- do have our proverbial board? bills to pay, yes. Mm-hmm. We've got to check our retainers. we got to go to the market board. All right. Well, I mean, this week we're sponsored by Craze, the new navigation app that uses cutting-edge artificial intelligence to optimize every second of your drive. Oh, my God. Not only a GPS app, it also uses your phone's camera and ties into your proximity sensors to ensure that you're getting to your destination as fast as you possibly can. Fast as I possibly can? Does it does it account for traffic? Absolutely it does. You see, dynamic profiling determines the likely behavior of every other driver on the road with around you, mm. ensuring that you move through traffic like a knife through butter. Fantastic. What about construction? Well, <laughs> yes, um you know it it does uh it does warn you of the possible uh, penalty payments for speeding through a construction zone uh-huh. and allows you to make um risk assessments on whether or not you can afford them in oh, order okay. to in order to reach your destination faster. It kind of
0: gives you a, a a frontier of like, okay, well this is <laughs> sort of the the optimal amount of fines you could pay given your budget
1: exactly look the 1998 honda accord in front of you the the app can probably tell that it's um that woman's like 70 years old there's no way she's going to get the hint go Mm. ahead and flash your brights yeah or hey like you know the the kia soul on your left that's some schlubby office guy on his commute out to the suburbs like you want to cut him off and get over the left lane as quick as you can oh okay it, it will tell you to leave that jeep alone though because the bumper stickers uh do not bode well if you get into an altercation okay wow useful yeah it's absolutely great it uh you know it, it it turns you into the best driver on the road craze get there faster get there happier your drive is about you what about off the road um <laughs> it, does, it it doesn't have data to profile on it it's like one oh. of those ai things it <sighs> okay
0: maybe that can be like a future update future update because like you know
1: off road craze
0: It's... it's some parks don't really need to be there.
1: <laughs> Get in your four-wheeler and just start like, you know, it, going over the, going yeah. over the. Yeah.
0: like in Mears Park, downtown St. Paul. Who needs that? <laughs> is this, am I detecting some latent hostility? No. I'd say no, but the answer is probably yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, uh, t- well, hold on. I was about to finish. I mean, don't we
1: have any sort of promotional codes um, for I this mean, app? You just download them in the app store, and then uh-huh. I mean, uh, you can add us as friends, and then it will like you know further pull all of our personal history data to what? build out a more psychological profile.
0: There's no way this app doesn't monetize itself, though, right?
1: Uh, it, there are microtransactions. You know, every time you use it, uh-huh. uh, every time you use it, it, tr- it costs you 18 cents. Right, right. I'm pretty
0: sure we have a promo code for that kind of thing. If you put it, put the promo code StormBuds Z capital Z with lowercase e after at, at at, in the App Store, every time you make a microtransaction, you will get 75% off your first microtransaction, 25% off your next nine, and then 5% off the 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 next, let me get the copy here right, the next 17 microtransactions.
1: Which, if I'm doing my math right, with Craze means mm-hmm. that you will save approximately $3.46 over the course of your first few days. And
0: it'll give us a nice marketing bump. Absolutely. Yeah, you so know,
1: we want folks to to keep sending us ad money
0: all right thank you very much for listening to our ho time traveling buck wild recursive episode of Stormbuds today uh, we are the next episode we are now going to cover oh so we, what we have left to cover we have two things left to cover in the Word expansion the first is the void arc um and the next is the 3.4 3.5 msq um very excited to get to both of those. I th- we may uh, no. We're going to have to figure out something to fill. Uh, actually, you know what? Why don't we just do the Void Arc because this took us 90 minutes with sure. with our other shit. So maybe we just we're just going to do the Void Arc and then we're going to do 3.4, 3.5. And those are going to be our like kind of next two episodes. That's probably fine cuz this one is a mega ep uh, and that we did not mean for it to be mega, but here we are. Uh
1: Alexander's just that big. He's so much quest content inside
0: yep much bigger than it looks cool Um, well let's get out of this territory of time by uh, by thanking you all for listening and until the next episode born from buds storm of buds we've
1: been the storm buds baby happy October
0: this October is imperfect
1: What we really need is like a like a like a helmet mounted mic that just we can put our heads wherever in the mic. We like and a headset a from like yeah like a headset. <laughs> I'm really glad I recorded that. That wasn't a bit. I really thought I was inventing something new.